Hey everybody, welcome to episode 378 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host, and in today's show, I'm going to be talking about something you can do to hit your macros if you're having trouble with it, and um, possibly talk about phasing a little bit, kind of let you peek behind the curtain of my coaching brain, and hopefully help you guys on your path and your journey to a healthier, more fit body and lifestyle. So let's get started today's show, 378 of the podcast. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host. Here goes another episode. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Today, I kind of want to peel back the curtain a little bit on some coaching strategies that I use for people who are stuck in their weight loss and are not really able to hit their macros very easily anymore. And there's two different things I'm going to talk about today. So this is for people who are on fat loss or weight loss of some kind, and that's their goal. And they're pushing and pushing and pushing making some progress, or maybe not, and then they stall out. Um, and it's dealing with that stall, how to get momentum rolling again. You know, I talked about before that it's all about the momentum. You want to be like a snowball rolling down a mountain. You start picking up steam. You go and go and go and go. You do things to help you pick up that momentum, and then you're essentially unstoppable by the time you get to the bottom, right, or the, by the time you get to your goal. So it's all about doing those little things to keep yourself from stopping. And there's two different things, like I said, that I use. One of them is in the goal of fat loss, and one of them is phasing. I'm going to talk about both of those a little bit. This is kind of how I structure out plans and phases for people that I coach. Um, the first is going to be not necessarily a refeed per se, but more so just like a little bit of added flexibility when you need it. And I used to, in the past, be a big fan of strict refeeds, like one day a week, spiking calories from carbs really, really high, and kind of being on point the rest of the week, and giving you that one day to look forward to, replenish the hormone levels. And really what I've found through myself and through coaching others is that a large swing in calories and that big refeed kind of ends up, although it does make you feel better that day, it'll make the next day or two actually a little bit harder. And it's kind of an interesting thing because in theory, you would think it would make it easier. You know, a big thing of calories, a big influx of calories, and you don't, you're not going to be as hungry the next few days. But I kind of find the opposite, that it actually spikes hunger in people. And it sometimes makes it harder instead of just rolling right through and making what you're tracking on easier and getting to that goal faster. So the refeed, um, moving calories up and down is a very useful tactic in my opinion, but uh, a big swing in calories for a refeed sometimes does more harm than good. You know, the good is just to kind of replenish the hormone levels, leptin, ghrelin, get those all back in check. Um, 
but I kind of find it does it too much and hunger increases too much. And even you kind of be too relaxed on the rain sometimes in that day when you have a whole bunch of extra calories to work with. Sometimes you go even extra overboard. If you have an extra 500, 700 calories just from carbs, you might kind of go get some fast food, eat some pizza. Um, Not that those foods are bad, but they do have a lot of fat and they are easy to overeat and they are easy to mistrack. And that's what I see very common. So, I mean, in theory, if you were just to add extra sweet potatoes and white rice, it would probably work just fine, but that's not what most people do or want to do. So the strategy that I use instead now, instead of big refeeds, is almost like just an extra 200, 250 bonus calories that you're able to add once a week. It's up to you and you use it. Um, You have to use them all in one day. You can't spread them out. And it's just for when you're struggling. These are kind of like Band-Aid calories, so to say. You are just kind of adding in when you need a little bit of... um, healing. You know, you need a little bit of of uh, something to kind of patch up because you're not feeling so great. A lot of times this can be planned. Um, you can even do without these. You don't have to take the calories. I like these kind of optional bonus calories a lot more than a refeed. And that's a strategy that I use. So if you're struggling, you feel like you're plateauing, you know, it might be more related to diet fatigue, might be related to physical fatigue, and you might just need a little influx of calories to get you back on track. I find this helps with the hormone levels, but mainly it helps with energy and mental clarity and, um, you know, just adherence, I guess, because it's it's something you can look forward to. And it's something that uh, moving the calories around helps you get back on track once you go back into those diet calories, which aren't too far away from your bonus day. So that's a strategy I would implement if you haven't done that yet. Even if you are doing refeeds, I would eliminate those refeeds and I would implement this 200, 250 bonus calorie option. Um, Don't use it if you don't need it, but if you do feel like you need it, throw in a couple extra 100 calories. You can even leave them untracked, in my opinion, as long as you're honest with what you're eating and that you only do it once and uh, just to help you when you need it. And then... Um, over time, you probably need it more as you get leaner and leaner and your diet longer, uh, you're going to need it definitely every week. And then you kind of roll right into the next part of this, which is phasing. And if you're not making progress, you're not able to hit your macros anymore. Um, you know, what do you do? You probably need to phase a little bit different, meaning you need to be changing your goal either more often or less, depending on your diet history and your goals. It's going to be different for everybody, but in general, there does need to be a certain amount of structure and planning to a diet and to help you adhere and to help you make progress. So if you're not losing weight, you do need to be in a calorie deficit over time, right? That is the science. You um, Raising calories, bringing calories up slowly or all at once isn't going to make you lose weight faster. It's going to make you lose weight slower. That's just the truth. But what raising calories will do is help with your adherence. It'll help with uh, your energy and that diet fatigue that those 200 bonus calories will help with as well. This is just on a bigger, grander scale. So phasing, um, you do need to be in deficit to lose weight, fat loss, right? That calorie deficit should last max four months. I 
think that is on the high end for sure. Four months is a long time to be adherent all in a row, even with those 200 bonus calories thrown in once a week. That's a long time, 16 weeks. And I'm talking about 16 weeks of adherence. You're not going over, you're not missing weeks, that you're not taking vacations, that kind of thing. This is a full-on diet, four months. That's the max, and I would rather see you go 12 weeks, um, three months, and even as short as six or eight weeks. And then in the middle of those fat loss phases, I like to do short little maintenance phases. I've talked about this before where you'll go up into maintenance for four weeks. I like longer ones. I'm not um, as much on the one-week diet break kind of structure for the same reason about the classic refeeds. I prefer smaller refeeds and longer diet breaks, I guess. So with the maintenance phase, you would go three, four months fat loss, one month maintenance, and then reevaluate where you need to be. It's going to give you a clear picture of where your body's at because your calories are going to be a little bit higher than diet calories, and you are going to have a lot more energy. Your workout's going to be better. You might add some muscle because of just the effect of swinging the calories up like that, um, and you'll be ready to go. And really, the big one is that it puts a light at the end of the tunnel. I think that not able to hit your macros, not having adherence, not making progress, a big thing of that is just the hopeless feeling of a lot of weight to lose and no end in sight where it just feels monotonous. It just feels, um, it just feels endless, you know, hopeless. And it helps to have caps on your different phases and know that in, you know, February, you're going to move into a new phase or November or March or whatever. It's nice to know that you have some movement in your calories, your goals, and your training too, so it's not just trash all the time. Um, so that's how I would phase out, and as you get leaner, you would want the fat loss phases to get shorter and shorter. So in theory, you are essentially tapering your average deficit per like month or three month or year, right? On average, what are you doing for these huge sections of time if you're adding in the bonus calories more often and you're making fat loss phases shorter over the course of the year, you're averaging closer to maintenance as you get leaner and leaner. I hope that makes sense. So you want that big, you know, you want to average more of a deficit, no bonus calories, longer fat loss phases, shorter maintenance phases, no surpluses. If you have a lot of weight to lose, you're spending most of your year or quarter or half year in a deficit. But as you get more lean and you need those more calories for energy and adherence, you're going to be getting closer and closer to maintenance until you're at maintenance. And that's where you're spending most of your time or even averaging a surplus over time. So those are the things that I want to talk about today. I think that those are both great strategies. If you're struggling to hit your macros, I think those are both great strategies. If you struggle with adherence, and a lack of progress in your fat loss. I'd love it if you tried those and let me know how it goes. This is kind of a peek into my style of coaching. It's all about creating a sustainable plan and making sure that you are not crash dieting, not yo-yo dieting, and doing something that will set you up for success for life and kind of the slow taper over time without you even knowing it is the way to go. So that's it for today episode 378 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. A little short 12, 13-minute episode on fat loss, adherence, tracking macros, and some of the math that goes on in my head when working with clients. 
If you're interested in working with me or just want to have a question for the podcast, you can reach out jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com or on Instagram at stoltzjordan. Thank you for joining me, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom. freedom.